As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Fox 2 presents Hancock and Kelly. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly here on Fox 2. On your new year, on the right is John Hancock. Morning, everyone. Good to see you, sir. And on the left is Michael Kelly. Good morning. All fresh, ready for 2019, and I'm John Brown. Big story this week, the government shutdown. The two sides met once again this week, trying to get to a middle ground. Neither side seems to be moving very much, so it's kind of hard to negotiate when you're not willing to move. It gets even harder to compromise when you have to answer to your support base to explain why you did move from your initial position. You saw the <coughs> vice president negotiating. The president and vice president stayed here over the Christmas holidays, and there was absolutely no negotiation from the other side. So they want to keep delaying and have a government shutdown while President Trump has said he wants to secure the I said, Mr. President, give me one good reason why you should continue your shutdown of the, of the eight cabinet departments while we are debating our differences on homeland security. He could not give a good answer. All right, we know who's losing. That's American workers. But is anybody winning? You're up first on this one. Who's winning in this? Well, uh, whoever's going to win will be the person who doesn't back down. And I think ultimately the polls will decide who's going to wind up winning this. Look, the president said from day one, I'm not going to shut, I, you won't be shutting this down, Chuck Schumer. I'm going to shut it down. He shut it down for a wall that he promised us Mexico was going to build. Even more so, what we're watching now is the president's continuing to make this about a wall. The compromise here is around border security, but he continues to tweet and make this all about a wall. He's not going to get 10 cents for his wall. Yeah, I do think there's a, there's a pathway on border security to get some money, needed money. Uh, to secure and fortify the border. Some of that will be wall, fencing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, some of it will be technology. Some of it will be enhanced border patrol agents. Uh, but there is a pathway for compromise there. And, you know, the one thing about these government shutdowns that we've had, this is the, what, fourth one in the last six years, mm -hmm. uh, they have a decreasing impact on public opinion. Like, does anybody notice? I mean, unless you want to go to the arch, which maybe some people did over the holidays, uh, it's really, it's affecting the federal workers, to be sure, but most Americans aren't feeling this thing at all. No, and I think that's the big issue here. You talk winners and losers when most people don't even know that it's happening because, as, as is constantly pointed out, the workers will get back pay. Many are getting, you know, a paid vacation in effect. they got to cover the shortfall here, but I just don't know how big of a deal this is, especially the one thing is when, when you hear the Democrats say, this is Trump shutdown. If well, nobody, he said it was his shutdown. I know, but if nobody cares, that's not a winning hand. Who well, cares? Well, look, it eventually it? is going to trickle into our lives. Uh, while we may not have felt it right now over the holidays, it's going to be there. The pressure's going to get worse. If they can't come to a compromise on this, they're not going to be able to con compromise yeah. on the next budget. The, the next wave of this thing, Brown, is that you're going to have the sad little family out there that hadn't got a paycheck in three weeks, and they, you know, the kids can't find their shoes for school, and you know that's coming. 
and uh, like and, he's producing news. And we'll have we'll have a whole series of those, believe me. And and that's when public opinion will start waking up. They'll start assigning blame. And at that point, I give it I give it a week and a half. But in previous government shutdowns that I've that I've covered, you had sides willing to move a little bit, say, okay, we'll give you a couple billion for the wall, but you have well, to do this. These sides have become so polarized. If you move, you lose. Yeah, I guess. But how do you negotiate with somebody who doesn't tell the truth? He says, I'm going to shut it down and I'm going to take the blame for it. And immediately shuts it down. And then he wants us to all feel sad for him that he's sitting in the White House by himself on Christmas. He said he, he created this mess. He did the, say it was lonely. The White House has indicated that they'd be willing to move some toward the middle, take less than the five, $5 billion. And, you know, it's, it, there's a sense in which some of this is just optics at this point. It's $5 billion, okay? The underlying problem, border security, is a real problem that needs to be addressed by the Congress. And at, at some point, you got to roll the DACA people in, you got to secure the border, and if you're really serious about governing this country, you're going to find a long-term solution for the immigration crisis. You do make a great point there. You're talking $5 billion, and everybody says that's a lot of money. Yes, it is a lot Kelly of money. Kelly scoops that out of the front you, seat of his car. You pointed out before the show, $2 trillion in debt. I mean, all of a sudden, our lawmakers are worried about $5 billion. Right. They haven't worried about money for decades. Well, the Republican point. Party surely hasn't worried well, about money to. the last two years. They you just keep to. running up deficits. They used to care about it. They won an election on it. Now they don't care. All right, the House has elected Nancy Pelosi as Speaker once again as the Democrats take command no of that joy. chamber of well, the New Congress. Now, there man. she is. The near party line majority vote makes her the country's most powerful Democrat as the party begins two more years of confronting President Trump. Except now, Pelosi's Democrats will be able to set the House agenda and conduct investigations of Trump administration uh, officials that was really kind of shunned when they held the majority. Here's what she said. When our new members take the oath, our Congress will be refreshed and our democracy will be strengthened by their optimism, idealism, and patriotism of this transformative freshman class. Who brought the child? Pelosi isn't ruling out impeachment proceedings against the president either. That's according to an interview she did on NBC. So where do you go from here? What do you expect to see, Michael Kelly? I think I expect her to put up democratic alternatives to what the administration's pushing. I don't think she's going to allow, of course, there's going to be investigations of the president. I think we're going to get to see his tax returns and all those taxes he hasn't been paying. Uh, but the reality is I don't think we're going to see him move forward with impeachment unless there's real credible charges that come from Robert Mueller. It's not in the best interest of the Democrats to make this a sideshow about impeachment. So it's best interest to go out there and do the work that they were elected on overwhelmingly. This is bad news for Donald Trump because they are going to investigate, but it's good news for Republicans um, because this will help our politics. You think so? I do. D am I the only one interested in the fact that everybody in power is in their 70s right now? I mean, we talked about the youth movement several years ago. Now you have a president who's mid-70s, Pelosi who's 78, uh, Chuck Schumer. I mean, just go down the list, all the people in power in their 70s right now. That's see it just seems interesting to me. I mean, maybe there's nothing to say about it, but yeah, I, I don't we know that I have much younger. to offer. I mean, I always find it interesting every year we have this talk about the youth vote and the youth vote, it doesn't really exist. It doesn't. Older people are the ones who are participating in elections, and they're the ones representing us in D.C. It's good to see all the fresh faces out there, Brad. Fresh face. All right. If you are on YouTube this week, by the way, you may have seen the first political ad of 2020. Senator Elizabeth Warren began running ads to get ready for the <coughs> next presidential election. John Hancock suffering. 
Our staff is already trying to knock down perceptions of her as cold and aloof, which is the same thing Hillary Clinton had to deal with as she started her run four years ago. So also the big push for Joe Biden. I'm kind of intrigued that we're, what, two years out at this point before this ever happens, and she's the first one out of the gate. Yeah, I hope What's she... old is new again. We're seeing the same people again. I week. wish her well, Brown, because she'd be a great face for the Democratic Party. But they're going to have a field of 20 people at least. Well, for a Republican to mock the process after what they've put us <laughs> for, through the last four years, the two years of their circus with Donald Trump as a candidate and then ultimately him becoming their nominee, uh, anything's possible. And Elizabeth Warren, I don't know that she has necessarily the ability to sell across the party, but Donald Trump has shown a strategy for those who have a niche out there on how to get it done. She does have an ability to raise money. She does have a strong following. Anything's possible when 40 people are running for president. Before we go here, just a minute left, here's something I find interesting. Eugene Robinson, you probably read his stuff in the Post, uh, he says the electorate is all over the place. You had people who supported Trump, but if Trump isn't running, I'll support Bernie Sanders. Right? It's no longer party for especially the younger voters here. You have people supporting marijuana legalization, tax breaks, entitlement reform, gay marriage. I don't know what it's going to take in this next election because what you've had in the past is not what you're seeing at this point. There's a whole lot of people that support other Right. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of where we are right now. You've got, you've got traditional, political, established you know, people out there, and then you've got other. And there's a whole lot and an increasing number of people in this country. It almost doesn't matter what other is. They're for it. It's just other. People continue to be angry. Yep. All right. Still to come on Hancock and Kelly. As we've been saying, what's old is new again. How about this fresh face? Mitt Romney back in office. He's a freshman. Stirs it up right off the bat. Being in uh, Donald Trump's magnificent hotel and having his endorsement is a, a delight. I like him a lot. He's a friend of mine. I like him a lot. Donald Trump is a phony, a fraud. He was begging for my endorsement. I could have said, Mitt, drop to your knees. He would have dropped to his knees. These discussions I've had with him have been uh, enlightening and interesting and, uh, and engaging. I've enjoyed them very, very much. Freshman Senator Mitt Romney wasting no time attacking President Trump just one day before the new Congress started. Fox News correspondent Ellison Barber has a look at what he had to say this past week. We'll work together on things that I think are in the best interest of the country and my state. Uh, and where we disagree, why we'll just have to disagree. Senator-elect Mitt Romney wasting no time making headlines in the new year, pinning a scathing op-ed for the Washington Post attacking President Trump's character and leadership qualities. The 2012 GOP presidential nominee writing, quote, with the nation so divided, resentful, and angry, presidential leadership and qualities of character is indispensable. And it is in this province where the incumbent shortfall has been most glaring. President Trump hitting back Wednesday, saying he would rather Romney focus on issues like border security and telling Romney he should be, quote, happy for all Republicans. I wish Mitt could be more of a team player. You know, I'm surprised he did it this quickly. It's no secret the relationship between the president and senator-elect is a strained one, but despite jabs during the 2016 presidential campaign, the president considered Romney for secretary of state and endorsed his Senate bid last year. Some Republicans arguing that Romney's statements against the president are not an ideal way for him to begin his Senate career. 80 or 85 percent of the party supports Trump. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not sure what Mitt Romney's trying to accomplish. Ronna Romney McDaniel, chair of the RNC and niece of the senator-elect, is siding with the president on this one, calling Romney's actions disappointing and unproductive for an incoming Republican senator. In Washington, I'm Ellison Barber, Fox News.
All right, Newt Gingrich had an interesting question there. Well, I don't know what he's up to. What do you think he's up to? So let's start with that. What, what's he doing? Well, I think he's, he's trying to carve out a niche in the Senate. Bob Corker's gone. Jeff Flake's gone. John McCain has passed away. And I think Romney sees that he is going to be the voice of the traditional conservative Republican in the Senate. And I think that's where he's setting this up. Maybe he's calculating that something unfortunate happens to Trump through the Mueller investigation and he'll be in the wings at that point as the leading uh, voice of opposition. But uh, that's, he's, he's, this is a political play. Yeah, I, think, I think John's spot on. I think he's going to stand up and he's standing up for traditional conservative values. I mean, look, I don't appreciate Mitt Romney's politics, but he's consistent. And meanwhile, we've watched every other Republican jellyfish when it comes to their backbone as it relates to Donald Trump. I think Mitt Romney's setting himself to be the conservative voice of the Republicans from, the, from Congress. The president's not going to like that. But in, by the way, what did he say that wasn't true in his op-ed? The president's acting crazy. I was more taken with, uh, with the president's response. He didn't smack him back the way he does everybody I else. I was a bit surprised. It was a muted too. response. I wish he was more of a team player. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I think, I think this relationship between Romney and Trump is going to be something to keep an eye on for the next several months. Is he setting himself up for a run against the president in the primary? Do you think uh, it goes that far? That's what no. people are kind of thinking in my Look, view. if the president doesn't make it to the primary and because he's got legal troubles and he's not there, I think Mitt Romney becomes a natural to walk in there, somebody who can raise money, somebody who's got cred, name, ID with Republicans, somebody who actually goes back to what they actually believe in. I think that that's that. probably the play. Could be. But I think it's really just to be the voice of conservatism in the, in the Senate. When you're an old quarterback, Brown, you go sign <laughs> with the team as a backup in hopes that the starter gets injured. And that's, that's I think there's here. a little bit of that going on here. He's the Chase Daniel of the Senate. He is indeed. Or the Blaine Gabbert, maybe. Blaine, maybe so. All right, still to come on Hancock and Kelly. Clean Missouri is making things messy in Jeff City. Is that the way voters wanted it? Or is this what happens when people don't fully understand what they're voting on? Making news to start the new year was Governor Parsons saying that lawmakers need to tackle issues inside clean Missouri because the new law could make things incredibly complicated in Jeff City. This is really the first time the new governor has delved into something even a bit controversial. He says the redistricting process may not work as people think. Also, keeping track of spending is not going to work like people think. Then this week, the Post pointed out how these restrictions on lobbying will impact businesses like restaurants in Jeff City. Heck, you can't even have lobbyists buy pizza for school groups who are touring the Capitol or even sponsoring parties in the Capitol Rotunda. That's the way things have always been. Uh, John Hancock, starting with you on this one. You were in Jeff City for many, many years. Uh, does clean Missouri have some problems with implementation like they're pointing out? Is this a big deal or is this what the voters really want? Well, the voters, what the voters think they want. And uh, here's the thing about all of these ethics reforms. When you try and impose ethics externally on somebody, you get this kind of stuff. It doesn't make any sense. It has all these unintended consequences. If, if you're going to be a corrupt, crooked politician because somebody buys you a donut, then you've got fundamentally deeper problems and issues than that. Ethics come from the inside out, and when you try externally to impute those on people, you get really bad results. And whether it's campaign finance reform or this silly stuff, uh, I've always had a problem with this. I believe voters knew exactly what they were voting for with Clean Missouri. They wanted less money coming from lobbyists to politicians. Wah, you can't get pizza anymore if you're a legislator. 
People don't care about that. They knew exactly what they were voting for. They also know they lived in gerrymandered districts and they want it to fix. The bigger issue to me here is, now this will be the second issue that passes overwhelmingly statewide in the state of Missouri, where the governor thinks that he ought to go in and overturn the will of the people. First it was right to work, now it's clean Missouri. These folks don't get it. They want rules that apply to everyone else and not them. Nobody's gonna mess with right to work. It's not gonna be an issue in Jefferson City. This thing is just bad law, this, this whole, re we had, a, we had a, a redistricting process that was the envy of the country. A bipartisan commission, they had to agree, seven of 10 of them had to agree, otherwise judges would draw the maps. That was a system that worked very well, it was bipartisan, and now we've got one partisan official who names some demographer who goes and draws the districts. It's ridiculous. All right. What about the donut thing, though? Is that too much? I'm pro-donut, Brown, as you can, as you <laughs> well, can tell. Like, like the lobbyist who the post, I think he was a lobbyist in the post, he said, it's not even a good donut. It's not even a good cup of coffee and a good donut. It's a cheap cup of coffee and a cheap donut. That's but all you're going to get now. The voters knew what they were voting for. All they right. don't want politicians beating and drinking. I, I agree with John. I, I don't think, I don't understand where they think this is where corruption's coming from, but this is what they voted for. Live with it. All right, same discussion about Jeff City as the one that we had about uh, St. Louis County this week. Voters spoke, so this is what they want to happen. Wesley Bell, the new prosecutor, announced some big policy changes this week while also terminating three assistant prosecutors. A lot of people are upset, but he was elected because this is what the voters said they wanted. Bell says they will no longer prosecute some drug cases, like they have less than 100 grams or something along those lines. Not going to go after that. That mirrors what the city of St. Louis is doing. No more jail for people who don't pay child support and no more cash bail for misdemeanor cases. Michael, again, this is exactly what he said. I mean, he's not surprising people well, here. This is what he said. Some make sense. Some are yeah. like, and, and I think he's I think he's right on a lot of it. The one that has me confused, though, is the uh, paying for uh, the, child the child support. I don't know how what incentive is there to ever pay child support if there's not the hammer of the law coming down. And you, if you're a single mother out there who's dependent on that, I, I wish she'd maybe relook at that or we could better understand it, but there's no doubt about it. Those were main tenets of his platform. I don't remember the child support thing. We did though. get a lot of calls about that. So just, just to, to clarify that, his belief from, from the way I read it is that if you put somebody in jail, they can't work, they can't pay child support. Yeah. There are other alternatives like weekend jail, but a lot of the moms groups are like, whoa, well, what what's hammer the is there at all? Hey, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a difficult from, one. From the inception of this country, prosecutors got elected running on a platform of law and order. This is the first time I've ever seen a prosecutor get elected uh, on the side of the criminal. And uh, if that doesn't concern you, it ought to. Because when the people who are, who are, are the, put but, in place to protect us from John, the evildoers of society are taking but, a soft approach on criminals, but marijuana it's has not changed. Good. We've even legalized it for medical purposes here in the state of Missouri. It's an antiquated law. Republicans were even supportive of that. You don't get to choose what laws you want to enforce. And I think that's the issue I mean, some attorneys have is you, he doesn't get to choose. Go change the law. The lawmakers have to change it. Go change well, the why law. don't the Republicans who pushed this initiative to go out there for medical purposes do their job and actually pass it in the legislature? Just Repeal enforce it. the law. Law and order. All right. Still to come on Hancock and Kelly, it is time for final thoughts on this Sunday morning. Time for final thoughts here on Hancock and Kelly. John Hancock is up first. Times have changed, Brown. Yes, they have. Six years ago, Paul Ryan was put on the ticket with Mitt Romney because he was a policy wonk because he was a man of big ideas. He was a fiscal conservative, gonna cut spending, gonna reform entitlement programs, willing to take the hard vote. Today, six years later, he's gone. 
He didn't reform entitlement spending. His brand of conservatism, which we all thought was the majority of the party, poof, it's gone. Uh, in six short years, the Republican Party has been transformed in the image of Donald Trump. What a great assessment. I mean, truly, what a great assessment. Thank you for that. Uh, mine would be related to the presidential campaign. Elizabeth Warren hopped into this race. Not necessarily my first choice for the Democratic nominee for president. But she is one of many that are going to hop into this race. And over the next couple of months, we will see more. Males, females, black, white, truly reflective of what America looks like. Not like what we witnessed a couple of years ago in the Republican primary. All right. First show of 2019 in the books. You guys happy with this one? Should sure. Do yeah, everything's good. Okay, I good. I hope I get rid of this cough. Yeah, me too. I don't want to sit next to <laughs> yeah. you. I'm going to be on that side next time. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching Hancock and Kelly. If you missed any part of the show, remember, you can download it right there on your smartphone. Just search out Hancock or Kelly. Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace is next. Have a great weekend. See you back here next Sunday. All right.